we are again, folks. Another edition of Not Exactly Radio featuring your hostesses, host Benny K and Tony Justin Timber Tony. Justin Timber Tony. Very welcome to the show, Justin Timber Tony. That's very cool. I like it, it's Tony Justin Timber Tony. Ju- sorry, Tony Justin Timber Tony. I will never fuck it up again. I, apo- I apologize. Justin Timberlake Tony. <laughs> Justin Timberlake. We're gonna listen to. We're gonna. Yeah, we're keeping this. Yeah, we're keeping this all in. There. <laughs> all right, all right. On this edition of Not Exactly Radio, we're gonna be talking about some Tom Waits, a an artist that I truly love, uh, too much. Uh, you laughed at me when I posted on Tom Waits' birthday, wishing him a happy birthday. Did you have to look it up? I didn't have to look it That's up. I knew why it was it's funny. Him. Oh fuck you! That's why I was <laughs> laughing because I'm like, oh, if he saw it on like music history, like I get that he would get randomly excited, like, oh wow, it's his birthday today. But I'm like, he knows. I did. He didn't even have to look it up, I so didn't. that's why it just made me laugh when I saw it. It's here's the here's the thing. So I had to produce the Bob and Brian show. It's our local radio show that happened in the morning. Um, I had to produce it this last week three days out of the week uh and i had to produce it on friday and i knew that was tom Waits' birthday and they have this little segment where they go through history and birthdays mm-hmm. and i'm like i want them to say his name <laughs> so i was like sitting there in anticipation and of course like right when it gets to birthdays somebody walks into the booth that i'm in and they start talking to the other person in the no. booth and i'm like shut up i'm just trying to hear tom Waits' name i know it's his birthday i want to see it's official did, did you hear him say it or you know? I did. Okay. I was like I was like trying to block that shit out and they were still talking behind me and I was just like, okay, he said Tom Waits. All right, we're here. That's also it. confirming Tom Waits is for dads. No no, no. <laughs> I want it's you celebrity to, uh, birthdays. I it's want you, not Tom Waits for dads. Get I, the fuck out I, of I here. want you to go to a Tom Waits show just for your sake, because he'd be excited. I will. But also I want you to look around. I will. And see how many dads are there. Okay. Okay. We well, were just well, talking off mic how, you know, dad <laughs> ship is coming for me and not imminent, like not tomorrow, guys. Calm down. <laughs> it's <laughs> like a bunch of friends are just going like, to message us. What? Like, Holy you know, shit. But like it's it's on the horizon now where it used to be like, Ugh. but now that's. Whoop. Yeah. 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 By I was Tim Allening the idea of kids. <laughs> By the way, Tony is married. So he has a um, wife. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he might have kids. But uh, not now. That's why I really dug this album, though, because I'm almost, you know, oh I, shut I, I'm up! Buying Don't the say. idea of being a dad now. Like, so there you go. Tom You're... Waits is not dad music. You can't put Tom Waits and fucking Godsmack in the same sentence. Well, that, that's shitty dads. Like, this is cool dad. Okay, cool dad music. All right, fine. Yeah, I'll let that slide. Like, you, you think just... I'm just gonna start blasting Godsmack now when I have a baby? <laughs> I mean, maybe. Yeah, all of a sudden, yeah, maybe. You're just like all of a sudden, you're like, as soon as the baby pops out, you just like cover yourself in like some sort of weird makeup and shit. Well, and then tribal just, tats, yeah, got the tribal tats, <laughs> five finger death punch hat, and then fucking Godsmack oh, blasting God. in the background. Yep. I'm sorry, that was too far. No, we no we we. I was just thinking like <laughs> how we're gonna cut this, but we're not gonna. We're not gonna cut. We're, this gonna, at all. we're gonna forget about. This it. is all. I'm not. I'm not gonna forget about any of this. This is gonna stay we're right. It's gonna go cut. <laughs> But that does nothing. Does nothing. Because <laughs> you're not editing it, it, I'm editing it. And this, I say it stays in. That's why you get all the royalties. That's I mean, true. we've had a lot of royalties. It's been so good. Zero money. And <laughs> zero cents. Zero cents. So today we're talking about Mule Variations. It. This is uh, Tom Waits' 12th studio album. Um, it's coming in around 70 minutes, which isn't uh, the typical album that we listen to so far on the show. Obviously, this is only like our what fifth show now, so we're still got some we still got some time to listen to some longer albums. The longest so far. Longest so far. It was released on April 16th, 1999, on the label Anti, which is actually the sister sister label for Epitaph, which is actually primarily like a punk label. And I actually, uh, in our notes here, I highlighted Anti as uh, I highlighted what it said, like on Google or wherever I found it. Um, and it says that it's an American record label, and the sister, sta- the sister t- label is Epitaph, it was primarily punk, and then Anti's roster includes like country, and then gives like an example. It says country, Merle Haggard, hip hop, uh, reggae, soul, indie folk, um, rap rock, indie rock, and then Tom Waits. 
absolutely no label. No. Oh, really? Yeah, it says seriously says all these genres and then Tom Waits. Uh, yeah, because I, I read that note and I was like, uh, I guess that's funny. But like, I thought you just meant it as in like they also included him in whatever category. No, oh. they just gave him no category. No, they gave him no the category. Part. That's, that's amusing. Because I was just like, well, he kind of fits a little bit with the country. <laughs> You know, he fits a little bit with well, the rock. The thing. I like, think he like fits with a little bit of all of these albums, really, well, except for maybe rap. That's why it's good. Yeah. Like that's why I liked it, and that's why it didn't. F- well, it felt like seventy minutes, but not in a bad way. Right. Because um, it is a really, in- it's really introspective in some places, and then other places is a nice explosion of uh, a little bit, you know, extra. Um, energy to it and then yeah it's just there's a good mix and it tells a good story and i think that's why you connect it as a story oh fucking a that's what i'm saying like i i have to think like this might be my own opinion i think it is my opinion but i feel like tom waits is like the best storyteller of like all time like it's not just this album if you go i I could go all day about the other albums that he has too but i i can only do this one so we're gonna keep it keep it simple um but like if you look at this album it like uses different um different uh, things from albums in the past it uses an array of like different sounds like in the album bone machine that he caught brought out like a couple years prior to this uh it also bone machine rules i know some of that yeah i like it a lot oh yeah fucking a uh, and then it like it brings like the songwriter aspects of rain dogs along with the affection uh the the affection of for backstreet and backwood blues uh plus a hint of beatneck qualities from the album swordfish which is like a really early album of tom waits and i think that's also what a movie with holly berry oh it is isn't it and hugh jackman <laughs> so a cool thing about this album <laughs> a cool thing about this album is that there's actually 24 different musicians on this album uh most notably um the dudes from primus les claypool uh Brian Mantia and Larry Lalande, uh, and Brian Brian's not a part of the band anymore, but he was a drummer like I don't know during like the early '90s or some shit like that, uh, right right around when this album came out. I'm sorry, not early '90s, but late '90s when this album came out. Um, another Primus is also for a certain brand of dads. Man, really? I mean, like we're getting there, and I like how I kind of <laughs> like Primus too. I'm nowhere near being a dad. Like I don't know. <laughs> You're going to be hanging out with dads at these concerts. Ah, Jesus Christ. I still I, want you to go I to Tom Waits. I went to a Primus show. Does Tom Waits t- tour? No, I've been looking he vigorously. Tour he's he hasn't, a tour guy. He's, he's 69 years old, yeah, by the way. Nice. nice. <laughs> he has a lot of money now, too. Oh, he says, oh, it's your pops. Yeah. He probably went to high school. Well, my dad's together. 70. Oh, yeah, that's right. The plus one, I <laughs> yes, forgot about the, plus the shirt. One. But, uh, but, yeah, I mean, like. Yeah, he's 69 now. I'm hoping because he just he, he didn't release new music, but he just recorded another song called Bella Chow, which I suggest you guys all listen to. It's amazing because um, I'm a big fan of Tom Waits. But anyways, never heard of that. Never heard of that. <laughs> That's news. That's news. Holy shit. Um, but uh, but yeah, listen to that song. And he's 69 years old, so maybe he might have some new music, and maybe he might do one last tour. If he does, I don't care how much it is. I'm going to Chicago to watch it because I know he's not coming to Wisconsin. I will help you by saying hey kool-aid look <laughs> I appreciate tom waits is in chicago <laughs> by the way tom waits chicago please um, tally all the dads you see <laughs> i will look around to see <laughs> if i see a bunch of fucking dads at that show i'm gonna be pissed off and punch you, you through the phone you, you, you'll be like yeah I what if i see like a bunch of cool families like families are watching it yeah that's d- dads are in families usually yeah but unless like, they leave for cigarettes <laughs> oh my god okay when i think of dad rock i just think it's like i'm going to a show and there's just some dude that's like mostly shirtless and <laughs> it doesn't have the rest of his family there and he's drunk as shit yeah. So, like, when you say that, this is the ne- the negative context that I get from dad music. But I, at the same time, like, it could still be dad music and have his family there and have a nice time. You know who's, like, a good once you like dad band? Steely Dan. You're older. Oh, once Lord. you get older and start getting into Steely Dan. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Steely funny. fucking Dan. <laughs> All right, anyway. All right, sorry. Uh, one other person that was uh, one of the musicians, one of the drummers, uh... For, I forgot which song it was, but it was uh, Lee Marvin's son, Chris. Lee Marvin is a famous actor from, I don't know, like, uh, how old? How, old, how long ago? Uh, Same time as, like, Clint Eastwood, I guess. Like, yeah. when he was younger. 
Um, oh, like I was actually just watching Jeopardy and he was an answer. Oh, Lee Marvin? Yeah, but now I forgot of it. Oh. It, it was actors with two first names. Oh, he won a, Lee and Marvin, huh? He, he won an Oscar for some shit. Nice. But the, the, thing, the thing that's kind of funny is like the reason why Tom Waits used Chris Marvin uh, on his album was because Tom Waits is a part of a secret humorous society called the Sons of Lee Marvin, which... In order for you to be in the society, you have to have the facial features of Lee Marvin. So you have like yeah. some sort of bone structure. Like Tom Waits is a part of it. Uh, I think Iggy Pop is a part of it. Um, some other older actors are a part of it. It's 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 actually pretty humorous. And I remember uh, the beginning of like or when when the group started ramping up a little bit. The Sons of Lee Marvin. Uh, Tom Waits was in a bar, I think in Chicago or something like that. And the bartender's like, "Are you Tom Waits?" And he's like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Well, this guy over here wants to talk to you." <laughs> So he goes over to the guy that's like sitting in a corner in the shadows and it's Chris Marvin and he didn't know this at the time uh, and then Tom Waits is like, who the fuck do you want? And he's like, yeah, I don't fucking know you. And like he got real defensive about it. He's like, are you part of the sons of Lee Marvin? And he's like, yeah, we don't fucking talk about it. And he's like, well, I'm actually Lee Marvin's son. I want you to fucking stop this bullshit. <laughs> and then Tom Waits explained to him like, oh, this is just, this is all like just to, it's just a, a nice respectful showing of of how much we love your dad. Nothing to, like, patronize him or anything. So then he got on board, and then obviously, like, now he recorded the song there, and That's it worked out pretty well. So, yeah, Chris Marvin, drummer, and one of the songs, I don't know, don't quote me on which song it is, but it was pretty cool that he got Lee Marvin's son to actually be a part of the album. Uh, moving on, so this is this is your first time listening to this album. Uh, yeah. What it, was your initial take? Well, I noticed, you can tell right away, it is definitely a community that wrote it or that like created it so it reminded me like this is like previous generation back because beck does a lot of that shit where oh, yeah. yeah it's called back yeah and it is back you know he is a human man one guy who's a scientologist um tom Waits is not a scientologist right i don't think so not that i've read or a scientologist because i kind of slurred my speech <laughs> he's neither of the things that he's not said. a pollen he's not a polygraph test uh what anyways um <laughs> but no it, it was like i said there's parts where it's introspective there's parts where it goes harder a little bit but it feels like there's a narrative going on mm-hmm. and i didn't even do a deep dive into lyrics or anything like that i can already tell from the surface that there's a like because like big in japan is like this confident song that it opens with and that confidence is kind of gone by the end Fucking a. Um, I can't wait to tell you my theory. So that that's interesting. It reminds me of a kind of uh, it, definitely there's a narrative there where the last 10, 20 minutes is way more introspective than what you got earlier. So mm-hmm. um, there is a narrative going on, and you warned me that you're going to deepen or dive into that narrative. So I didn't do that. I wanted to instead keep it surface level. Um, cause I, I want to see where you went with it okay. and see if basically guide my hand, be the, <laughs> be, be the tour guide. We will get there All in, right. a segment, we will, in a segment we're going to call overthinking with Benny K because I think that's <laughs> what I fucking did for this whole thing. Um, um, I listened to a lot of it while playing Red Dead Redemption, mm. which was awesome. It that, actually, I that probably fits really yeah, well. Yeah. Like riding a horse. Like I wasn't a hobo. Like, that's the true Tom Waits experience if you're listening to this on, like, some railroad tracks or you just jumped on the train. I mean, Tom Waits might be in the car with you. Like, you don't know. He's just eating a, you know, can of beans with his uh, fucking uh, card, that, like, cardboard base they make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where yeah. it's made out of cardboard and has, like, shoestrings and he's just, I'm writing my new album. Here it comes. And then just, how many hobos participated in this album? Uh, well, since like I, there probably was like a hobo chorus that I missed in one of the songs, right? <laughs> probably, yeah. I mean, yeah, I have to right. look in it a little deeper, but I think it's more like hobos moaning for food or something like that. That sounds terrible. <laughs> I apologize. Um, okay, do you want to go to like favorite section? Like, is there a favorite section that you had in this whole album? Hobos moaning for food. It's a really good uh, <laughs> folk band. <laughs> Someone's going to find that shit. Uh, but anyways, uh, my... um, That's a good question. Because I like the first few songs when you dive into them. Mm-hmm. 
and I do like the last songs, including the last... It's funny, because the last song, you know, Come On Up to the House, might be my favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't really have a favorite section, which is good. Right, um, that doesn't mean... That, yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean it's a Basically, I have favorite songs, and they are peppered through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And again, it's 70 minutes, so, like... Basically... My favorite songs happen every three or four songs, which again makes it feel like a narrative because the reason they are my favorite ones from this is because they're the most notable, which means I feel like I'm catching changes in the in, in, in the story structure and the narrative structure yeah. where it's like now we're shifting towards this piece of the story I'm telling here and that's why they stand out the most to me. So... I don't know. Track highlights for me is Big in Japan, Get Behind the Mule, Black Market Baby, Filipino Box Spring, and Come On Up to the House. So, like, it's just, there's these, basically, they're, 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 for me, they're the big, like, if you wrote this album out on a timeline, those are the ones that, you know, you draw an arrow from and, like, make sure to highlight for me. You're damn right. I absolutely agree with that. Like, it's really cool that we can find songs that aren't necessarily together, but like, as a, as this whole album as one big art, piece of art, uh, there's nothing really wrong with any of the songs. Um, and I like the way that you kind of like it, it. Like, like you said, it was peppered in there. Like, you found a song in the beginning, the middle part, a little bit more in the middle, and then like the end. Um, and those songs that you named. Fucking nailed it. I love those songs. Oh, too. Some of your favorites, yeah. Yeah, those are some of my favorites too. That's why like. I had a hard time picking a uh, a section as well, but I think when I did when I did a little bit of a deep dive, I found like my favorite section is like "Chocolate Jesus" through "Come Up to the House" because it's like the end of the story for me, and I think that climax is pretty cool. Just like reliving the whole rest of the story, and I'll get into that later. And it's just in any story, if you can nail the beginning and the end, you're gonna end up writing something people really enjoy um i mean if you think about it through all mediums like because even like bad movies that i don't like that are popular it's because then i sit back and realize oh it's because the beginning and the end are good like my ultimate for that is i don't think v for vendetta is a good movie i think it is a good comic (laughs) but it's not a good movie but it's a really fun opening movie first 20 minutes is cool that is really cool last 20 minutes is cool so everybody forgives the middle hour where you're bored yeah that's fair (laughs) i was gonna say like I was like, I think it's a good movie. And then I was like, yeah, the 20 minutes. And then that like the, the beginning and end are kick-ass. Yeah, they are pretty cool. But there's then an hour where Natalie Portman's bald and then... Uh... See, I thought that part of the movie was pretty good. I thought that was a pretty good part because that led up to the end of the movie. I like the little bridge to the end of the movie. And otherwise, yeah, I agree. Like, after the beginning. But if you could nail your beginning and your end, anything in the middle could be forgiven. Yeah. And I'm not saying that... His shit needs to be forgiven. Meal variations needs to be forgiven. But the beginning and end are feel so good that you know I might just forget that I might have drifted off. You know, spaced out for like three or four tracks in the middle. And that's fair. And like I, I like, like I said, going on this deep dive that I did, uh, I could see where you might have fell off a little bit because I, 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 I don't want to say I fell off, but I could see where it kind of slowed down a little bit. Like it kind of like continually said the same part of the story that I got in my head uh, for a couple songs. And I was like, all right, well, either way. Well, anything that you love, like, when people, like... I think there's a difference between, like, blindly devoted to something and loving something. So, like, when I love, like, a piece of music or a movie or something and somebody criticizes it, I get the criticisms. Mm -hmm. It's just I have reasons for looking past them. And so, like, yeah, it isn't a bad thing to say, like... Some of the songs in the middle have the same energy to them that they can blend for a casual right. listener. I have a problem with that. <laughs> because if someone like if I like something and someone criticizes it, I should know that I should like know that not everything is flawless, but I'm just like, Don't fuck yourself! This is the best thing fucking ever! Don't fucking tell me again. But, and I'm the same way, yeah. but I don't say that. I was just yeah. like, valid though. Yeah. But I'm like, you're also wrong, I was but, like, but valid. Also go fuck yourself. <laughs> Um, is there a track that you wouldn't see on this album? 
Uh, I mean, I would cut down. Uh, it's like how I, guess it is I wish. Uh, yeah, it's how I wish. Like every movie was ninety minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think every movie could be ninety minutes. Um, you have to have a good ass reason to be two hours, and if you're more than two hours, especially if you're a fucking superhero movie, Marvel, <laughs> cut that shit out, dude. So okay, so what's your typical length for an album then? Like if you're comparing uh, movies in ninety anything minutes, anything that runs to an hour is a lot of music. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Um, so you're looking at like forty five minutes. Like yeah, forty five fifty. But like it's point. again, it's one of those things of I could see why you wouldn't cut any of it, especially if there is a narrative that attaches it. So, right. and also, is he a guy that's uh was in, in his heyday and every two year release, or was he like longer space between? There was a longer like between this album and the last album, there was like six years or so, so six or seven years. That's so. also like, well, you guys been waiting for this so long. Yeah. Like, if I was a fan during those times i would be grateful for you made me wait six years for more music mm-hmm. give me everything you got right so there's also that yeah that's fair i'm like thinking and like, i don't think people ever consider that no when they're bitching about long albums that's very true and, and like kind of going back to like as far as like releases of albums where people just want like more and more shit mm-hmm. uh and then like bands might release something that's like not that great and then the band then the fans are like why aren't you why is this different? Why is this not? Mm-hmm. Well, I think what you see, you kind of nailed it. Tom Waits releasing it like six years later, and I know another, a couple other bands that, well, a couple, a lot of other bands that have done that where they didn't release music for like years. And uh, it, it, it helps because I feel like everything that he's done in the past to this album at the point when he released it uh, all fit together. Mm-hmm. And like everything still sounds legit and it's still Tom Waits and no one's like complaining like they've changed. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas like, say system of a down <laughs> of course i have to go into that <laughs> i know uh when they released mesmerize and hypnotize at the same like the same time ish like maybe like a couple months apart and mm-hmm. it's just like it was completely new and it was something different and it was like well, especially the last one yeah especially hypnotize it was so obvious search was tank or uh was uh was done checked with it. out yeah check he was done with it and like that that kind of thing kind of hurts you as a musician mm-hmm. um as you saw like and now people are still like wanting music now from system of a down but uh we'll ever see that r.i.p system of a down whatever um but yeah so i think you know tom waits did a great job with that and i think another another oh god here comes more dad rock uh another good example of that will probably be the tool album that's supposed to come out next year that is a dad ass band yes very very true very true and tool's not that bad i think no they're, they're like i understand why they're not accessible yeah yeah and they're not accessible to me either is uh when people explain how they're good though i get it yeah it's like yeah like and i think that's probably what turned me off is because they are a band that people explain and they sound better once they're explained and i'm like i don't want to like if it's music (laughs) that you need to explain to me yeah like explaining (laughs) a joke i get that i totally get that um what's uh or what i guess you don't really have a a distinct memory of any of these songs or no this is my first listen so like Um, do you have any like sort of feelings well you know when you first you know something that's really good and unique you're going to remember when you did it or when you jammed out to it and so now i'm just going to connect this to um robbing people in a cowboy video game (laughs) hey fair enough and there was like because that game is a beautiful game there was parts where i would just walk the horse and kind of listen to it and so that was cool. Like yeah. that is one reason why that game's really cool. You can form your own narratives and I would encourage people to listen to appropriate music during it. Um and because it was cool just walking around with a horse watching the sunset listening to some uh, Tom Waits. It, it was cool. So That sounds like a cool set. So I will remember it for that. Nice. So uh if you ever end up buying that game on a discount, yeah, just to do Tom, the Tom Waits effect, do it. It's fun. I- I you know that I might do that. that you might have just sold me on that game. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. Um, I guess like I didn't think about this until uh, right now, but I actually didn't include any of the songs. Um, from the oh no, I lied. I did include one song. Sorry, the first song that I've heard by Tom Waits was Chocolate Jesus, uh, and actually I didn't hear it through him. I heard it from a band called Ghost of the Robot. Uh, they're actually okay. I'm ready to get some shit for this. Ghost of the Robot is the band. Uh, that was formed by, um, you might know him as Spike from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. 
Uh, James oh, was that, the, like, was that the blonde guy in yeah. that show? Okay. Yes. Right. Uh, I thought he was a badass character, and I found out he had a band, so I was like, yeah, I'm jamming his shit. I was in eighth grade. It was fucking yeah, great. Yeah. Frosted tips were cool when we were in middle school. It was like, oh, I wish I had the courage to do that. And I know you're, then, you know, when you're an adult, you're like, good God. Good I'm so God. glad I didn't do that. Why the fuck? So, so yeah, so I heard that first from Ghost of the Robot. And then I when I, origi- when I originally heard the time, because I found out who it was. And I found out uh, when I first listened to the Tom Waits song, Chocolate Jesus, I hated it. I did not like it. It was not. It was weird to me. I also, at the same time, I was like in a freshman in high school. Um, but then moving forward, uh, after high school, I heard this song called God's Away on Business, which is from their album Blood Money. Uh, I think that's the next album after this one, actually. Uh, and I started digging a little bit more because it sounded really dark and eerie and spooky dudes and that's me and that's know, that's my shit. I know, I know. Um, <laughs> and then what really, and that was like the only song I jammed for a while and then what really set it off was, I don't know, like six or seven years ago, a friend of mine sent me a Christmas card from a hooker in Minneapolis uh, during Christmas and that's when I started jumping on the Tom Waits train because that song was amazing and I'm like, wow, okay, so I heard three different like three different songs by Tom Waits Chocolate Jesus uh, God's Away on Business and Christmas Card from a Hooker and they're all they're, they're all so different I was like I gotta check this whole thing out and that's when I started falling in love with Tom Waits and his music yeah um, that song will probably make an appearance on a future episode a sh- in the short future in the near future it's not like Christmas is around the corner or anything I'll work on my uh I'll work on my Doc Brown impression when we bring it back up. <laughs> We're going um, back. Sorry, I'll wait. Uh, nice. No, 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 no. You got it. That's what I'm going to have to try to go for. Um, but yeah, he. Uh, I could see how he's inaccessible at first listen. It kind of reminds me of like how when you first hear Bob Dylan and you're like, wait, this guy's <laughs> a legend. The, like, what wh- why does he sing like he's almost kind of going deaf sometimes? Yeah. Um, so I get it. Why it's kind of inaccessible. Um, I mean, even for me, like, I was like, I wonder if this album's going to be inaccessible to me at first, on first listen. And it wasn't. Good. Man, I'm glad. I got it right away. Awesome. Hell yeah. Because we're almost dads. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Jesus Christ. Uh, You want to do a game? Because I got a game for you. Uh, You know what? Turns out I like games. Uh, There you go. Well, cool. I got this game for you. It's called... It's called Hobo or Tom Waits. I'm going to give you quotes. <laughs> yes. I'm going to give you quotes from... I'm going to give you a quote, and you have to tell me if it's from a hobo or if it's from Tom Waits. Are you ready for this? What hobos did you kidnap? Don't worry about that. Okay. <laughs> I don't know any of these hobos personally. <laughs> All right. The first quote. The best and most beautiful things in the world cannot be seen or even touched, but if you train your ears to ignore the static of some of these dirty channels, you might catch the occasional moan. Ooh, I 100% thought hobo, but dirty channels, that's Tom Waits. It's actually hobo. What? That is a hobo. Fuck. Is hobo. There's, no, there's no name on it, but there, it was a hobo. I'll, I'll give you my source after we're done playing this game. Um, okay, let's see here. Uh, let me think here. Um, this, this game rules. This, game. this is my favorite game. <laughs> this is your favorite game? Um, of all time. Okay. Alright, here is here's the next quote here. Uh, we are buried beneath the weight of information, which is being confused with knowledge. Quantity is being confused with abundance and wealth with happiness. Hobo Tom, or Tom Waits? Tom Waits also said that. Tom Waits did say this one. I probably shouldn't go every other, right? I probably shouldn't. <laughs> probably shouldn't do that. We'll do this. <laughs> okay, okay. Could have guessed Tom Waits again. <laughs> no. no wait don't Tom Waits was the hobo all along <laughs> it, was, it was both <laughs> fuck you it's when um, he was a hobo <laughs> the time when he was a hobo um okay what about uh, this one right here <clears throat> I always like the idea that America is a big facade uh, we are all insects crawling across on the shiny hood of a Cadillac we're all looking at the wrapping but we won't tear the wrapping to see what lies beneath Either it's a uh, hobo whose genius was never realized, or that's Tom Waits. Which one are you going with? I'm going Tom Waits. Tom Waits. Yeah. The, 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 that was a little too... Uh, that sounded too... You don't think that hobos could say that? No, it just sounds like somebody who has been creating... Uh, who's been writing all the, like all their life. That's fair. Okay. 
Like, I, I can tell when something's writerly. All right. Fair For enough. the most part. Yeah, okay. That's fair. Like, that first Hobo is pretty good. Right. Um. All right, well. Yeah, I'm not saying Hobos aren't talented. It just it felt like somebody that is in practice of working on artists or, you know, poetry, right. songwriting, okay. writing in general. All right. Next one. Don't you know there ain't no devil? It's just God when he's drunk. Ooh, that is a really good. That's a really good fucking line. That's a really talented hobo if it's hobo. But if it's not, let's see. What if it's? Hmm. I'm talking to myself. Hold on. Yeah, that's fine. What if? Um, oh, jeez. What if there's a slumdog millionaire situation where this connects to my real life and there's a moment where this was said? Please repeat the quote. Don't you know there ain't no devil? It's just God when he's drunk. Oh, yeah, that's... Oh, that's so good. Can't wait to plagiarize this hobo. Ah, <laughs> uh, hobo. It was Tom Waits. Fuck! It was from the song Heart Attack and Vine. I love that song so much. <laughs> that is really good. <laughs> that was good. I was like, I have to keep something simple, like one sentence. Maybe he'll uh, get fooled then. Yeah, you got me. All right. Let's do this one quote. We'll give you two more quotes here. Uh, Nothing can bring you peace but yourself, unless you've got a sunburned scrotum, in which case the ice pack in any children's lunchbox will do. Hobo. Yeah, that was a hobo. That was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. Damn. Too, de- too, de- too degenerate. That is a degenerate hobo. Dirty oh. hobo, man. <laughs> All right, I'm going to give you... Actually, you know what? Now we're going to give you two more quotes. Fuck you. <laughs> All right. Um... How about this one? The most beautiful gift we can give each other is the truth. So just admit it, you're not putting any more free samples out because of me. <laughs> this is Ben. <laughs> you said this at the fucking... Shut up! <laughs> said it at Kroger's. It was Ben at Kroger's by the free pizza sample station <laughs> to an old lady who just wanted to be sociable on a Saturday morning. Anyways, a hobo said that too. Yeah, I'll really say that one. The hobo Ben was hanging out with. I was like, I was sitting, I was standing next to him, giving him the quotes. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, okay, all right, all right. Last one. I guess I've always lived upside down when I want things I can't have. Oof, that's that's another. Yeah, you kept it short and sweet, so that could be like. That's a good wino line. That's also a good Tom Waits line. Let's hear it again. Oh, fuck. Well, I'll just, oh, damn it. Hold on a second. <laughs> Say it backwards. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I guess I've always lived upside down when I want things I can't have. Say it upside down. No. <laughs> I, I, I physically can't do that. <laughs> um, let's see. Tom Waits. It is Tom Waits. You know, I had to end it with Tom Waits. <laughs> yeah. I was like, it's kind of... It's kind of. I, I, just, I just did game theory. I was just like, mm, we're not ending it on a hobo line. No, no, we're going to end on Tom Waits, obviously. My uh, my hobo quote uh, source was a Facebook, a Facebook page <laughs> called Inspirational Hobo Quotes. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. That's the thing. I seriously Googled uh, it, and it was just like the first thing that popped I up. I will immediately go find that page. It was, I'll invite you to it. I'll Thank fucking invite you. you to it right now. I, I didn't even like it yet. I can't like it. I don't if, know. My phone's being dumb. If I'm going to stay on that hell site, it's because I find the dumbest pages. And oh, it's, yeah. It's helped. There you go. That works out. Let's see. Do you want to... Let's see. We can do the Battle Royal. What do you think? Or do you think there is like a, a thing we could do for a Battle Royal for this? N- non-music thing real quick. Sure. One dumb Facebook thing I saw <laughs> was hilarious that this dude went on to like trump blue lives matter kind of facebook mm-hmm. and uh inserted a picture of uh Giannis antetokounmpo and his brother had to serve in the greek uh military okay um like all boys do have to serve sometime yeah. and he was busy being an nba star so like uh like a week in summer he had to just go serve on a base which was probably just um, he just had to walk around and be Giannis on the base or something. Yeah, yeah. But he's in military fatigues along with his brother, like you know, standing up straight and looking very professional. And that guy just posted on there about how like we'll never kneel for the flag, and it's like all these people like going like respect and like oh my it's god, it's just Giannis. <laughs> uh, like it was, it made my day. Oh, like, that's good stuff. <laughs> 
nobody, nobody in the comments knew who it was. Like going, wait, isn't <laughs> that Giannis Antetokounmpo? Of course not. No. no so it, it was hilarious. Anyways, like, Battle Royal. Do you think like this is kind of a? I guess we could try to find an album or a song off of this that's really the winner. Uh, I'm not doing it. You're not doing the Battle Royal? We, let's, let, I want to instead get to Ben uh, story time. Okay. Because, like, this one, it it just doesn't work for that, does it? it? it I, you know, it doesn't. I was trying to think of something. Like, I'm not going to listen to any of these. Maybe Big in Japan kind of fits on its own. Like, none of this is really single stuff. This is really just throw it on. Like, probably, it's probably being really good vinyl where you just throw it on play I have the it. whole thing flip it around and play it i'm pretty sure it's in that stack of I'm vinyl sure right there it yeah. is i don't doubt um. you <laughs> so like i feel this is one even different than like because like searching for a former clarity it's right. another one where we count it as complete there's still songs that you can listen to out of context these out of context i feel lose it a little bit i I agree. You know, I was trying to think, and I, I, I picked out a song that I think would win the Battle Royal, but, like, after you explained it like that, I feel, I, I totally agree with that. Um, so then, we're going to go into a segment called Overthinking with Benny K, because this is exactly what I did when I looked at this whole album and tried to find something where it all, all stuck together. All right, so, here we go. We start off with Big in Japan. <clears throat> Big in Japan, I have to stop squealing like I am a teenager and just going through puberty. Alright, so we start off with Big in Japan. The song basically feels like it's a man that's huge in a different city, maybe big business, got a wife, got a family, or something like that. At least a wife. At least a wife. Uh, the lyrics, I got the style, but not the grace. I got the, cl- I got the clothes, but not the face. Kind of make me feel like he got there in a risky way. Like he kind of like cut some corners to get to where he was going to be. Uh, going on to the next song, Low Side of the Road. Uh, it starts off with, I'm on a black elevator going down. The dice is laughing at the man that he throwed. So it's saying, like, you took these risks, and now you're going to pay for it because you don't deserve where you're at. So he's still got the wife, uh, but now everything's starting to catch up to him a little bit. The next song, Hold On. Everyone's looking for someone to blame. Well, go ahead and call the cops. That's not exactly what the song is. But there's, like, more lyrics in there. But this is where I feel like the wife is leaving. Because of now everything's catching up to him. The business isn't where it was. Or he's not in the same business. He might have even lost his job. Mm-hmm. Um, just hold on. Just hold, hold on is a very, like... If anything, I think that might have been the single. Honestly, hold on. Hold on might have been the single. And but. hold on is a very... It's a phrase that's very specific to begging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's trying to, like, keep, like it, keep it together. Granted, yeah. It's either that or it's, like... Right, yeah, it's it's a cry for help. Right, going. Hold on. Get behind the mule. Um, this is kind of confirming that she's gone. The lyrics: He stood in the road and he cried. He couldn't make her love him. Couldn't make her stay. But tell the good Lord he tried. This is where his wife is gone. His things are falling apart. Uh, and and now he doesn't have his crazy job anymore that made him a lot of money. Uh, the next song, The House Where Nobody Lo- Lives, uh, this is kind of going with the same message of like, his wife is gone now, uh, the lyrics, did somebody, did someone's heart break or did someone do somebody wrong? Like maybe while he was in this business and he was in this position, did he cheat on his wife or did he like find something else that was really sleazy and slummy and then his wife found out about it and he's, she's just like, I'm done with it. Um... Cold Water, to me, seems to be, like, the place where it's, like, rock bottom for him. Um, Because there's, like, several instances where it's, like, woke up in the morning with the cold water, and then he's, like, talking about police, and it's, like, they don't look friendly. And uh, it's... This is where his rock bottom is right Yeah, this this is definitely the low point of the thing, of the piece, where... Yeah. Now, Pony... Uh, Pony is the, the lyric. I hope my pony knows the way back home. This is him trying to get back up on his feet. He's going somewhere else. He's going back home. He does not going to be in the city anymore. He's not. He doesn't have that job. His wife is gone. He's going back home. Uh, the next song. It seems like instead of going back home, he might have picked up in a town that doesn't know him. He might have just started over. What's he building in there? 
that's kind of a self-explanatory one because he's just like it's just the whole question uh, the whole song is not even anyone singing it's some it's just tom waits saying a bunch of questions like what's he building in there we mm-hmm. have a right to know well that, that's why it feels like a narrative too that's it because i mean yeah it all kind of this isn't a song when it gets yeah when it gets there it's like just connecting the narratives together yeah um Black Market Baby, I have a couple theories of what this could be. Um, I think it's uh, nuclear weapons, a mass destruction or something like that, because it's the, the lyric, she checked in with the president and she she uh, ran up quite a bill, um, looking at uh, different things of how to sell things in the black market. And uh, this is a part of the creation of what he's building. So he's building that, plus the next song, Eyeball Kid, uh, he was born without a body, not even a brow. Another thing he created and what's he building in there. And actually, fun fact, uh, in the beginning of the song, his, he has lyrics that say, uh, uh, born December 7th, 1949, it's actually his birthday, and I think the song's actually about him. But in my, in my head right now, it's like a creation he built in the what's he building in there. Yeah. Um, picture in a frame, this is kind of where it ties up, uh, where... He's doing this all for the love that he lost. Mm-hmm. Okay? I got it. So I follow you. Yes. <laughs> so he's doing all this black market shit. He's still doing the sleazy stuff, and he's hoping that he can get back up to where he was so he can get his wife back. Okay, cool. <laughs> so he created some monster kid. He, he sold stuff on the black market trying to get his wife back, and he's doing it all for her. Uh, the picture in a frame is ever since I got you put your picture in a frame I come calling in my Sunday best. I love you, baby, and I always will So that's uh, that's the kind of thing now chocolate Jesus is uh, This is when I feel like he gets arrested because of all the sketchy shit. I know this is kind of like him repenting Okay, um, so he gets arrested and he's just like oh shit. I don't really have faith, but I do love my chocolate Jesus <laughs> It's like this is the way he gets down so He's repenting, sort of. Why is the Jesus chocolate? Because he did. Because he, I don't know, he doesn't like going to church. It'll melt. It'll melt. So it'll fade. Yeah. His faith in Jesus. Yeah. That's that's it's a lot temp- better than what I thought of. It's temporary faith. Yeah. Fuck yeah. That's even cooler. Thanks, Tony. <laughs> that's even cooler. All right, keep going. Now, Georgia Lee. This is where we found out the name of his wife. Yeah. This is where he finds out that she is now dead, or yeah. or or something, and he's just like completely erased he's like completely like gone under rock bottom and now georgia lee his wife is now dead why wasn't god watching why wasn't god listening why wasn't god there for georgia lee there's your temporary faith that's it so that's the that's i didn't i should have made that fucking connection god damn it that's good stuff that's just it's why the best things are done by committee like you the editor or you know just somebody else bounced the idea off yeah there you go anyways keep going bam that's good we should write a fucking movie um (laughs) filipino box spring hog uh in this song i think this is about his time in prison he is the hog in this because like the lyrics gotta slap that hog roll him over twice gotta baste him with a sweeping broom that's just like him getting beat up in prison maybe raped uh doing everything that's bad in prison so mm-hmm. he that's that's what i feel like he's the hog in this situation and the philippine kind of connects to story taking place possibly around in asia does he have like a big asian family you know? i you know honestly don't know sometimes where like yeah. J- japan just loves these certain american yeah. artists because yeah. i forgot the name of there's a whole documentary on this like metal band that thought they sucked they were gonna call it quits. Yeah, and then like they booked one more tour and found out Japan loves them. Wow, I, I forgot what it is because it isn't a big band. It, it's not, and they were just like, "eh, we're gonna hang it up. But we'll do one more tour." And then it's like a documentary. I don't know if it's an American band. It might even be a European band. Okay, but yeah, it's. I know that he. I know he has uh, for this album at least. He sold the most copies in the United States. Oh, okay. Um, and then when he was touring when he was a little bit younger he did a lot of european tours and i think they loved him there too not sure about japan i could look that up too That's but it. it just might also be his character because right. it, it just mentioning two different uh asian nations in well, the, one album the thing is like, like 
his his work is actually riddled with cities that he's been in. It's not just like Asian nations. Like yeah, I guess uh, for this this one yeah. this one, it's like he has it in the ti- he has it in the title of songs. Yeah. But like Sheboygan's fucking mentioned in the oh, really? yeah, it's in the song <laughs> Circus off of uh, I think the album's called Circus. I have to look that up. But I he, mean that's kind of hobo nature. Yeah, is to be familiar with. Most Everything. American cities, it's, but. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Like, yeah, there's, I could go into a lot of things. The hobo lifestyle. All right, anyways, moving on with the story. Take it with me. This is where I feel like he is going to try to commit suicide in prison. Uh, the the uh, lyrics, uh, far, far away a train whistle blows wherever you're going, wherever you've been waving goodbye at the end of the day. Um, makes it feel like, it's kind of like a sadder song, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, so I feel like this is where the character is now giving up. He lost his business. He lost, or maybe not his business. He lost his position. He lost his wife. His wife is dead, uh, and now he's in prison because of what he's done. And uh, I feel like this is the last straw. So, come up to the house is when he kills himself. Uh, this is the end of the uh, end of the album, and it's just kind of like now all the weight's off your shoulders. Come on up to the house. I like the lyric, uh, "Come down off the cross where you use the wood." Uh, that I thought that was a really cool line, mm-hmm. um, and I feel like that connects with this character that I made up in my head that apparently you might have as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my overthinking with Tom Waits meal variations and how every song connects to one another. I don't think that's overthinking at all. I think you do have a good narrative there, even if it's not the case of what he was doing. Right. It's still valid because you have the connections there. And that's yeah. why it's good. That's why I think that's I, that's why I love Tom Waits so much. Like you can interpret his music any way, and it, I think it's still going to make it a beautiful piece of art. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's good to discuss an album from him because he is notable in that way. Mm-hmm. Of he doesn't he doesn't does uh, he does he does not um, really have like singles. I don't know any no like, flat he, out singles. I think there's some early ones actually. Like the Eagles took. Um, Old 45, or was that Eagles? Or Old 55? Yeah, because it's like, the sun is coming up. You have to hear the song. I'm sorry, I can't just sing it and do it justice. There's a couple songs that I didn't know, like the Eagles covered. I think uh, Rod Stewart covered a song, um, and then a couple other things. Yeah, I don't think there's actually any sort of single. Yeah, it's like, there isn't really a casual Tom Waits fan. No. Well... Yeah, yeah, you're right. Like it's casual. like, oh, I love that guy. It's and, and then they'll like throw out the albums they're into. Like, there's not really like, oh, I, oh, is that the guy that sings that song? Mm, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Like you ask your average person, they're not gonna be like, uh, I don't know, mm. yeah, because it's not like you're like we're covering a big independent artist here either. Yeah. Where it's like, no, he, he, I mean, he made a career out of this. He he, he came he, out with like 15, 16 <laughs> albums. Yeah, shit. And yeah, uh, so he's also a hell of an actor too. I mean, I don't want to. Is he? What's he in? He's in. Um, he's in. Oh God, don't put me on the spot. Uh, the last um, Heath Ledger movie he was in. The, the last movie from Heath Ledger he was in that movie. He was the Devil. Um, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I the uh, Imaginarium that. of Doctor Parnassus or something yeah, like that. I remember hearing um, that. He was in Seven Psychopaths. Uh, he's also in the newest movie on Netflix, the Ballad of Buster Scrubs or something like that. Oh, the Coen Brothers yeah. uh, anthology like, movie. Because mm-hmm. there's like seven stories and he's one of the stories. He's in one of the stories. Oh, really? Yeah. Which I want to see because obviously Tom Waits. Apparently it's fun. Yeah. He was also in the Jack Nicholson movie where he was homeless, where they were both homeless, which kind of enhances the hobo. Easy. Yeah. Easy, easy money there. Right. And he has, like, cancer and he's dying. It's kind of a sad movie. I didn't actually see it, but I know, like, the scenes that he's been in were really sad. So, um, but yeah, no, he's a great actor, great musician. Um, yeah. So is there, I could go on forever. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know. I'm aware. <laughs> I've been telling you this for, like, the last three weeks before we recorded the show. Um, is there a recommended album that you'd have for people? Um, I would. It, what it made me want to listen to next was Nirvana's Unplugged. Oh, okay. It has a similar vibe. Dig it. Nice. Where it has your introspective songs, but then it has also songs that go, and there's a lot of similar emotions playing through wow. that whole uh, thing. So I didn't think about it. That made me think cool. of Nirvana Unplugged. That's fucking cool. That's yeah. a good one. Nirvana Unplugged. I have to get that album another listen to. <laughs> it's. I mean, it, it's the best thing they did. Um, is it? 
Um, probably, uh, maybe not. Oh, like, come on. <laughs> but that is still pretty cool. In utero ruled, and yeah. mine, of course, is a classic. Right. Um, that's definitely one of those things where you grow out of Nirvana for a bit, and you're like, oh, they're for noobs. And then you go back, and you're like, there's like, a reason right, they were... still good. There's a reason Fuck. they ruled for so many years right. is because they did make a lot of kick-ass music. Yeah. But, yeah. I think Unplugged is just my personal favorite. That's cool. That's cool. Um, I'm going to go with the album The Raven by Lou Reed, because it has, like, the same... Same, like, different, like, every song is not the same. Like, you're going to hear, like, a different aspect of a different genre from every song in that in that, uh, in that that album. And Lou Reed himself is, like, almost Tom, Wait, Tom Waits-esque, except maybe a little bit more punk-leading. They're um, contemporary, so. They are, yeah, but yeah. Otherwise, uh, yeah, I feel like that album would be something, if you would dig this album and how it's kind of uh, planned out, then I think... Uh, you would also dig the Raven by Lou Reed. Uh, yeah, because I also used Spotify's radio feature. I'm like, who do they even throw Tom Waits in? Mm-hmm. And Lou Reed's one. Yeah, it was like, Costello. It was like Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Um, yeah. There was um, Cohen. What's his name? Leonard Cohen. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in there. A couple other ones. Yeah. So, oh, that works. Yeah. Well, shit, we did it. We did it under an hour. I afraid I was afraid yeah. we were going to do like an hour and a half for sure. <laughs> Uh, that was good. So this is Mule Variations by Tom Waits. Hope you like that album. What the hell? It's been great. And if you don't, you can go to hell. You can go straight to hell. Straight to fucking hell. Don't pass go. Yeah. Do not collect two hundred dollars. <laughs> so in two weeks, it's gonna be Christmas. So in two weeks, dun, 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 it's gonna be a Christmas episode. Dun, 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 dun. That's gonna be pretty cool. Yeah, I like Christmas. Christmas is fun. Christmas rules. Christmas fucking rules. Christmas That's what we're going to do. fucking rules. We're going to bring you a Christmas episode next week. Jesus said that. <laughs> Christmas fucking rules. Because yeah. it's my fucking birthday, bitches. Yep, he said all that. And all that shit. said episode next week. Episode, <laughs> episode next week. <laughs> any, last, any last words here, Tony? Uh, um, scrumptious. Very good. I, <laughs> I am. <laughs> it's me, your host, Benny K, along with... Uh, Tony. Um, just Tony. Just Tony. Signing out here. Not exactly radio. We'll see you next time. Bye bye.